Good day. How are you? Kumusta po kayo? You know, if you are able to watch this uh, through Facebook uh, or listen to this via the podcast, it means that you are blessed. Yes, you are blessed with three things. Number one, you are alive. And that is a great blessing. I mean, you can... You can listen to this to this message, perhaps in the comfort of your home. Second, you have a an internet or at least a Wi-Fi signal or data to be able to watch this and download this. And third, you desire to listen and hear God's word. And for me, that is such a great blessing. So indeed. You are blessed. I am blessed to even to be able to share to you this morning's message. But before before we go to that, shall we start with a prayer? Join me as, as I start with a prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and for this time. You have appointed this day and you have given us another day in our life. Indeed, we are blessed. We thank you for this time that we can hear your word and we can gather and we can reflect and meditate and listen and learn more about you and your word. We ask that you would open our eyes, our ears, and our hearts. Allow us to be able to focus on you and your message. Help us to understand Holy Spirit, guide us, give us the ability, the capacity, not only to understand, but to apply the important truths that we will learn from this message in our personal lives and help us to be able to teach this to others as well. Lord Jesus, we offer to you our time together. This we ask and pray through your name. Amen. We will have a series break from our uh, book study in Hebrews. And uh, for today, we will be uh, learning from the book of Proverbs, particularly from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 10. This is entitled, Trust, Fear, and Honor God. Now, if you have your Bibles with you right now, May I ask you to please open them to this portion of the scripture, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 10. And uh, let's read the, the passage or the passages all together. I also have here in the, in the screen uh, for you to be able to follow. Let's read all together Proverbs chapter 3. Let's start with verse 5 and then up to 10. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow 
with new wine. Praise God for the reading of his word. Solomon, the author of most of the book of Proverbs, started this chapter, chapter 3, with my son, whom he may be referring to an actual son. He's talking perhaps to an actual person or to his children or anyone who he considers as his students. Remember, King Solomon is known to be the wisest king who have ever lived, and he has so much to teach his children and his students. Now, it was also common during his time for teachers to regard their students with a father-son relationship. One pattern that we can also observe throughout Proverbs is an instruction. And this instruction was given in a positive and a negative statement. And then it will be followed by a benefit. In verses 1 and 2, uh, King Solomon says, Not forgetting the instructions and obeying them would prolong one's life and bring prosperity. Let's look at verses 1 and 2 of Proverbs chapter 3. He writes, My son, do not forget my teaching, but have your heart comply with my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. I hope you have observed that pattern of instruction in a positive and in a negative statement. And then it, uh, a benefit follows after. In verses 3 and 4, Solomon further instructs that not taking away love and faithfulness, but keeping them as if part of one's body would bring favor and good name in the sight of God and men. Let's look at verses 3 and 4. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and a good reputation in the sight of God and men. Our focus in this particular message is verses 5 to 10 where Solomon highlights the benefits when we trust, fear, and honor God. Let's look at the uh, verses 5 to 10. Number one, God provides direction. When we completely trust and acknowledge Him instead of our own understanding. Verses 5 to 6, very popular. Maybe some of us uh, memorize this. Or some of us may have this as our life verse. It says in Proverbs 3 verses 5 to 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. I'm reminded of a song about this particular verse. Or this particular verses. For it continues in verse 6 that in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. God will provide a straight, a, a, a direction which is straight 
No? The, the word here, straight, has something to do with a, a, a path that is productive because a, a path that is crooked or a path that is uh, winding, no? uh, it, has, uh, it, it, will, it will slow you down. But a, a path that is straight has something to do with a, a, good, a good way or a, a straight way. Now, this happens to a person who trusts God, not just simply trusting Him for the sake of trusting Him or because we know that there is God, but we trust Him with all our hearts, with all our hearts. It means with, with everything that we have, with all uh, our being, we trust in the Lord. It is not a, a, a faith or a belief that is half-hearted. It is a full-hearted faith and trust in God. It also says that do not lean in a negative statement. Do not lean on your own understanding. Instead, in all your ways, in all our ways, we are to acknowledge Him and He will make our paths straight. How do we apply this in our personal lives? First, since our experience and our understanding are limited, would you agree that yours and my experience and our understanding, they are limited Yes, my brother and my sister, our experiences and our understanding are limited. So let us trust God and entrust to Him our plans and dreams, including our ambitions, for He is powerful and perfect in all His ways. In fact, God is not only in the past or here in our present time. He is already in the future. And so because we can, we can trust God, because He is powerful and He is perfect in all His ways, we can put our very lives in His hands. We can, we can surrender our very lives in Him. So friends, let us acknowledge His sovereignty. He is sovereign. He is in total control of everything. Whether we experience this time of calamity or this crisis uh, as something that we perceive as bad or wrong, uh, because God is in control of everything, and he is higher than these uh, natural calamities. He is in control. He is sovereign. He is in control and sovereign in our community. He is in control of the whole universe in our country, in our church, in our family, and also our personal lives. So it says in Proverbs uh, 3 verse 6, that we are to acknowledge Him in all our ways. So what does that mean when we acknowledge Him in all our ways? Even in the minor details of our lives, we acknowledge that 
everything happens not by accident but by God's perfect will. Whenever I I feel sad or or discouraged uh, because of something that I have lost or or I have failed in something, I have failed to do something, I have I have failed in 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 many things, and uh, there are also times that uh, uh, I I I see myself that I lack a lot of things. It's during these times that I especially acknowledge that God, well, God, you are in control. You are in control of everything, even in the in the minor uh, and then in the details of my life. Of course, in the major things, is also in control. And so because God is in control of everything, and I know that his, his ways, though different from mine, is perfect. And uh, I, I cannot add to it anymore. Then I can be in confidence that indeed everything is okay. Even as I perceive it. It's not. Uh, but deep inside, I, I can rest. I can sleep soundly at night knowing that our God is in total control. He's in control of my life. He's in control of our future. And so how do we know His path? How do we know God's ways? We will know God's ways when we read and we will know His direction when we open our Bibles, read, study, meditate, reflect, and apply them in our lives. So, friends, let us continue reading and let us continue to desire to know His directions. They are all written in the Bible. That's one of God's uh, special revelations. God has revealed His will. He revealed His will for us so that we will know what pleases Him or what doesn't. And so may I encourage you even during this time of season that we uh, read the Bible, we read God's Word, and we desire to finish the, the Bible uh, before before the end of the year, maybe, uh, as, as uh, this year closes, let us desire and pray that we will be able to finish the Bible. And then acknowledge and believe that our salvation comes through Jesus Christ alone. If you are here today and you are fearful of what will happen tomorrow? Perhaps you are afraid because of your sins. And you know that uh, because uh, all have sinned and we have sinned. And the payment, the penalty for sin is death. And not just physical death, but spiritual death and spiritual separation from God. May I encourage you today that there is hope. There is salvation. There is forgiveness of our sins through Jesus Christ. 
in John 3.16, it is written there that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him, believes in Jesus Christ, not only because he is real, believe in what he has done as well. That what he has done on the cross, his death and resurrection is enough to give us life. And not just life, but eternal life. That's why in John 3, 16, as, it, as that verse ends, whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. Now, reading through the, the whole uh, chapter of Proverbs 3, you will encounter at the end of this chapter that a Christian life or a life uh, dedicated to God doesn't mean a life that is perfect or a smooth sailing life. There would be challenges, and that is one guarantee, that's one assurance. If Jesus himself experienced great suffering in his life, no, ano pa kaya tayo? And so, uh, a, a life surrendered to God, a life that is entrusted to God, doesn't mean a life that is pain-free or a, a life that has no and will not experience any form of suffering. No. But when we trust God and when we entrust to Him everything with all our hearts and we acknowledge Him in everything, then He will straighten our path. He will direct us. Acknowledge and believe that our salvation comes from Christ alone, not from anyone else. It is by grace that we are saved through faith. Now, second point, God provides healing and nourishment to our bodies when we fear him and turn from evil instead of being wise in our own eyes. Let's read verses 7 and 8. Do not be wise in your own eyes, in a negative statement. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. That's a positive instruction. Do not be wise in your own eyes and fear the Lord and turn away from evil. What's the benefit? What's the result of not being arrogant, not looking at ourselves as someone who knows everything and instead we fear God, we don't deny God, we, we, we don't act as if we are gods of our lives. No, instead, we turn away from evil. What's the benefit? What's, what's, the, what's the outcome of, of this? It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. How do we apply this? First, let us not be arrogant and say that, oh, I know all these things. Uh, I have been there and done that. Or perhaps we say, I already know a lot. Or I know everything already and I don't need to, to study and read the word of God and I don't need to learn from other people. 
Now, the moment we say that, we are in a boastful way proclaiming and saying that we are wise and, and, and we are perfect. Instead, let us humble ourselves before God. Let us acknowledge that uh, we don't know everything, which is a fact. Uh, there's so many things to learn. There's so many things to, to read and to experience in life. So let us humble ourselves before God and be reminded of God's wrath and consequences of sin. That's why in, in verse 7, we are instructed by Solomon not to, to, to see ourselves as wise but instead let us fear God. It means that we acknowledge God and His power and His supremacy. That we are just His creations and He is the Creator and He can easily take our life. Well, let us be reminded of the, God's wrath and God's wrath and His His. Uh, the, the consequences of sin is already there. He already gave it, and it is in force already in our lives. Therefore, whenever we sin, there is usually a consequence. In fact, if we study Genesis, whenever there is sin, there is death. In the moment that Adam and Eve sinned, before God, when they disobeyed God, God gave them one specific command. They can eat anything from the garden except from the fruit of this, this tree of knowledge of good and evil. So that when they disobeyed God, as God said, you will die. Well, God was not talking about physical death although later on they would still die, but they were immediately separated from God. And that separation is spiritual. And so that is one consequence of sin. Whenever we sin, we are separated from God. And we are separated from the person that we are sinning against. And then, if we have hurt that person, uh, we are, we are uh, in our minds, psychologically, emotionally, relationally, we, we, we are separated from them. And it's also in the Bible that whenever there is sin, there is death. And such is the punishment of God, that it goes beyond physical death. It includes spiritual and eternal death, and suffering. So, my friends, let us ask for God's forgiveness. Let us not be prideful. Let us not look at ourselves with pride at uh, believing that out of our own good works, we, we are saved and we can save ourselves. No. God's standard is through Christ alone. And as we repent, from our sins. And as we believe and, and, and put our faith in Christ and what He has done, 
we are reconciled, we are justified, our sins are forgiven. So what happens when we humble ourselves before God, when we fear God and when we turn away from evil? It brings refreshment to our bones. It brings healing to our bodies. I don't know with you, but uh, especially during nighttime, that's the, that's the time where I, I get mostly refreshed, especially when I wake up in the morning uh, having uh, enough good sleep. So imagine uh, being, uh, being confident in a restful sleep, knowing that God is in control. And because we fear God, we know that uh, we, are, we, are, we are strengthened and, and God will restore our strength. He will renew us, although we may age, although every day we come closer to our death. We know that death is just a door to eternal life in heaven. Third point, God provides earthly blessings when we honor him with our wealth and our produce. Let's look at verses 9 and 10. Verse 9, honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce. So what does it mean to honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce? It, it, it has something to do with giving God priority, uh, giving him the best of what we have. So what, what are, what are, what, what's the first of all your produce? It's something that is something that we separate, something that we, like in a budget, we, we, that's the first thing that we cut, uh, first thing that we, we take out from, from what we have, and we give it and we offer it to God. For what reason? To honor him. Now, what's the result? What's the benefit when we honor the Lord with our wealth? And from the first of all your produce, it says in verse 10, then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats or the jars of wine will overflow with new wine. So this verse has something to do with our physical needs, right? The resources, wealth, produce, and then there's uh, plenty in our barns. There will be food. Uh, there will be uh, something to eat and then something to drink as the vats will overflow with new wine. So it will not only be filled, our barns, but our vats will also overflow with new wine. And out of that overflow, we can be a channel of blessing to others. So as we end, let us honor God with our wealth and give him the best of what we have. We can also trust God with our wealth. And if we fear God with our wealth and what we have, then the result, the effect is a natural 
overflow of generosity, of giving God and his kingdom what he deserves. So brothers and sisters, let us prioritize God's kingdom in our budget. I am always reminded of this story or this challenge or this question that I've heard many years from another pastor asking or saying that if God checks our budget and and checks how we, how do we spend uh, our, our salary or income or our resources, what would God see as taking most of it? So if, if God would account and do some, uh, percentages, how many percent or what percent are we actually giving him? How many percent are we giving to his kingdom? And this has always, this question has always challenged me whenever I feel that, you know, that that feeling that, Lord, life is hard. And we are in a crisis. We have lots of bills to pay. And we have uh, checks that need to be funded. We have, we have, uh, uh, we, we need to buy food and, and, and things for, 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 for us and for our family and for our house. Whenever I, 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 I feel discouraged and uh, to the point that I don't want to, to give back to God. There are two things that I am, that the Holy Spirit reminds me. One is that everything comes from God. My skills, my talents, what I have right now, my abilities, you know, the, the things that I have learned, the things that I can do. God... But out of his grace, allowed me to have all of this for a very purpose. And that purpose is not just for myself or not just even for my family. But the purpose is to give it to him. Why? Because it's a testament. It's, it's, a, it's a declaration of my trust, my faith in him and so first i am reminded of that that everything comes from god it is only out of his grace that i have all these things and second that it is better to give than to receive Uh, it it means that if we're able to give we have something to give we cannot give something that we don't have and so i feel blessed whenever I, I am able to give something to others and to him as well. Because I know that I cannot give anything that I don't have. And so because I am able to serve, I am able to give, then it must be that God has given me something. And so may I encourage you today to be generous with your time, with your talent, with your treasure and give to God 
surrender to God and make your 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 giving as the best that you have for him simply because God deserves the best he gave us his best he gave us Jesus Christ so that through him we will have eternal life of course God doesn't need money God doesn't need earthly resources yet God wants us to let go of these things because it's a declaration of our faith, of our fear, and of our honor of Him. Shall we close in prayer? Heavenly Father, forgive us for the times that we have relied on our own selves we relied on our own strength. We relied on our own knowledge and experience. Even though we know that we are limited, we are imperfect. Forgive us, Lord, for the many times that we have not trusted you and we have not acknowledged you. In fact, there are times that we have acknowledged that it was luck that we are we have received something that we that we have been blessed forgive us lord for not acknowledging that it is you who has given us those things forgive us lord for denying you and for not fearing you for when we don't fear you it simply means that we don't believe you and don't, don't believe that you even exist. And so we deny you. Forgive us, Father, for the many times that we did not give you the honor that is due to you. In fact, we have taken glory from you. So, Lord, forgive us. We humble ourselves. Break us if you want. But we want, Lord, that you direct our path. We want, Lord, that you restore our strength, our health, and refresh our tired and weary bodies. And we want you to bless us, not only physically, not only financially, but you would bless us, Lord, spiritually. And so thank you for reminding us today that there are blessings in store whenever we follow your instructions and through Solomon sharing his experience, sharing what he has learned from you to his children and to us today. Help us to be able to apply this in our personal lives. That as we trust you with all our hearts, and as we acknowledge you in all our ways, and when we don't lean on our own understanding, instead we fear you and we turn away from evil. Instead of looking at ourselves as if we know everything and we are wise in our own eyes. And when we honor you with 
our wealth, which we acknowledge, Lord, that comes from you in the first place. And when we give you the best of what we have, the first fruit of our produce, then we will experience these benefits. We will make our paths straight. You will give healing and nourishment to our bodies and our bones. And you will fill our barns with plenty. And you will make our vats overflow with new wine. It is my prayer, Lord, that even during this time of great calamity, we are yet to recover from the crisis that COVID-19 has impacted our country and our world and our city and our, in our, in our businesses and our professions and our work and our family. Then we have this, this typhoon. Just last week, we experienced Typhoon Quinta. Some of us have lost uh, uh, um, somehow a, uh, a portion of of our work and our time and resources. We have experienced uh, no power for several days. And now we have this uh, Typhoon Rolly uh, about to hit us, hitting us in, in, in the next few hours. And there's also a, another threat of a Typhoon following that, following this. And we don't know, Lord, how much more typhoons and storms would, would pass through our country. Yet more than these natural calamities, we still have other problems and other concerns. But because you are faithful and because you are gracious, you are a great God, you are a loving God, we can trust you and we can entrust to you our lives. Yet we also acknowledge that you are a God who is just and you are a God who is uh, uh, honorable and, and holy and that you have placed consequences whenever we sin. So, Lord, allow us to be reminded as well to turn from sin, repent from our sin, and surrender to you our lives. Lord, as we plan to give, maybe today and perhaps next Sunday, in the next few days, not only to you, not only to the church, but also to others as well. May we experience the joy of being able to give because we have something to give in the first place. And in the process, we will experience that joy, that blessing. To be able to give. And so, Lord, at this particular time, I pray for my brothers and sisters. They may be listening and watching this, uh, and they have their own personal problems. I may not know them, Lord, 
yet you are a God who knows us personally, individually. And so I pray and ask and plead in behalf of my brothers and sisters and ask for your forgiveness, ask for your blessing, ask for your protection, ask for your wisdom, ask for your strength. We ask, Lord, for good health. We ask for success. And we ask especially that your will be done. May your will be done in our lives, in our families, in our community, in our church. We give you all the glory and the honor that you alone deserve. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless us all.